Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Neutral Zone podcast. I am Mason Malik, and I'm here with my co-host, Tyler Stevens. And I'm going to pass it off to Tyler to he'll explain what we're going to do with this buy or sell episode. For the Packers episode, Sweeps is going to list off some players that I'm either really high on, really low on, or maybe guys that my opinion has maybe changed on. And I'm going to kind of give my current opinion of that player right now. It might be more confident, might be less confident, and just explain their overall opportunity going into this upcoming season. So that's basically the gist of it, if you want to hop on into this. All right, sounds good. And we have not shared each other's list of players, so this is going to be just fresh right off the bat knowledge. And my first player on this list is, who else could it be but Jay Sternberger? I have been very critical of Jace for a couple of years now, and you always seem to fight me back on it. So what is your opinion of Jace going forward? Well, it's no secret that I've been a Jace Sternberger fan, and I had, I, even though I didn't know your list, I knew this name would be on there. And I'm still confident in him. I bought a lot of Jay Sternberger stock over the past few years, and I'm holding on to it right now. I'm not selling it low, and here's why. Now, going into last year, it looked like he was going to be fighting for that starting job at the tight end position. And a lot went wrong for him between injuries, COVID, and he ended up losing his spot to Robert Tunyon. And Tunyon took that and ran with it. He had an absolute great season, and he's kind of the guy at tight end now. And that tight end room is kind of full. So it's no, it's no, to no surprise, it's going to be an uphill battle for Jace this year. He's going to have, have to have a real nice camp. And I'll tell you what. He, he'd have a good opportunity to be the odd man out and end up finding his way off the roster this summer. He's got guys like Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGuara coming off the ACL injury, and Dominique Daphne, who not only excelled in special teams last year, but made some big plays towards the end of the year. So it's going to be hard for Jay Sternberger to find a way on, onto a legitimate spot in the roster, getting a lot of playing time. But I still believe the team. And I'm still high on him, so I'm not giving up on him ju- just yet. And it might be hard for him to get on All the right. field unless he has a real good camp. We'll see what happens. But if he has a bad year, I'm definitely going to I'm gonna crush you for it. All right, so my next player on this list is Preston Smith. I thought that he had a pretty disappointing season last year. So are you buying or selling Preston Smith going forward? Um, I know a lot of Packers fans are definitely selling or have already sold on Preston Smith. I'm not so sure I'm, I'm quite ready to do that. Um, but at the same time, I don't think I'm necessarily buying more stock in him. I really think Rashawn Gary is going to be the more productive player this year. I think we're going to start to see the reps start to lean in favor of Gary over Preston. Now, Preston had a fantastic 2019, and he – he, it's no secret he had a very down 2020, but he still does a lot of things well, and he's still a useful player, and he's going to get plenty of playing time. And with all that said, he does need to be more productive, so I can't necessarily buy, be buying stock on, on Preston Smith right now. So I'm going to stay kind of in the middle. I'm going to hold what I've got on him, but I'm not quite ready to sell and, and let him go yet. So it sounds like it's safe to say you are buying Rashawn Gary then which was another player on my list. 
yes, I am absolutely 100% buying more stock on Rashawn Gary. I bought it very low last year when everyone was saying he's a bust. He showed some flashes this year. I think he is going to break out this season. I think it's going to be a good number season for him as well. And I think he's he has the makings to be a star. Now, whether or not that will happen, I'm not sure. He has the potential because of his athletic ability to be a superstar. And I think because of his athletic ability, he can't be a bust. He could. He's at worst going to be a solid NFL player. So, yes, I am definitely buying on Rashawn Gary. You heard it there first. Rashawn Gary breakout year and potential star in the making. I'll definitely put that one in my back pocket, and we'll see how that one plays out within the next couple years. But next player, I had to throw Kevin King in there. I think I know what your answer is going to be, but you can go ahead and give us your buy or sell for that one. Well, here's one that – another one similar to Preston, I feel like all Packers fans have already sold, and – I'm not as hard on Kevin King as most, but I I don't think I'd be buying Kevin King stock anytime soon. I do think this is I'm leaning more towards a sell here. I think there's a very good opportunity he could be the starter on the outside this year. But right now he's got a lot of guys knocking at the door. He could lose that spot. You got Josh Jackson who who has his struggles but it's looked okay at times. And then you got the rookie Eric Stokes coming in. And Kevin King, uh, he's on this, this this small contract, a nice cheap contract, which I don't hate. But I, I think I, I've got to sell on Kevin King. I think there's some other guys that are going to kind of take that spot over. But I am glad they brought him back. So I'll leave it at that. So what do you think the chances or percentages of him being the starter all 17 games this season? Um. I think it's actually pretty likely. I think there's a good chance he has a little bit of a bounce back, and I, I think I think he can hold on to that spot. Now, this is going to come down a lot on what Josh Jackson and Eric Stokes look like in camp, right? If they look if they look lights out, or if they look even just solid, they might find their way onto the field, whether it be sharing reps or kind of taking over that spot. So. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I do think there's a good chance he could hold down that, that spot. I, I I wouldn't be too surprised if that happened. All right, let's, let's give the O-line a little bit of love here. I know you're very high on the O-line. Let's hear Lucas Patrick. Whew, this is a tough one. Now, Lucas Patrick... As a right guard, he's very serviceable. I think he he's a, he's a solid guard, and I like him. Now, I think his best position is at center. He's built better to be a center in the, in the National Football League. I think his ability to get to the second level is, is pretty nice. He's got some solid athleticism. And the Packers drafted a center in the second round, and that's going to make it tough. If Josh Myers ends up being the starter at center as a rookie, this, this could be this could be some bad news if you're Lucas Patrick because there's there's a lot of bodies at the guard position fighting for spots. I do think Lucas Patrick will be the starter. Um, but I'm not necessarily buying stock in him because because I'm not I'm not sure. He's he's an unknown right now. It wouldn't shock me at all if he started, but it also wouldn't shock me if someone stole that job. Yeah, I agree with you. There is a lot of moving bodies on that offensive line. We're definitely going to have to see how that plays out. 
All right, so let's move to the other side on the D-line. Let's go to Kingsley Kiki. I know that the D-line had its struggles a little bit, and I definitely think that Kenny Clark needs some help. What are your thoughts on Kingsley Kiki going forward? Kingsley Kiki is another guy where I think I'm buying stock. He showed flashes last year, and he's a former fourth-round pick. I remember when he was drafted, a lot of the draft people were saying, this is an absolute steal for the Packers to get him in round four. And it's not often you hear that about the Packers. Usually the draft media torches the pack. So from the start, I, I was kind of optimistic on Kingsley Kiki, and he showed last year he could he can make some moves. He could He's got that nice swim move he uses, and he makes some splash plays. Now, is he going to turn into an every-down player? I'm not so sure on that. But I, I am buying stock in someone who I want to see on the field more. That's for sure. That is very fair. Um, I know I got to talk about some of these wide receivers because a lot of fans kind of give the Packers you know, crap about not having weapons or whatever. And How about Alan Lazard? I think that he's definitely shown – some things in this league, but I definitely have my doubts. What are your thoughts on Alan Lazard? Now, he's not the receiver I necessarily thought you were going to bring up in this conversation, but I'm standing pat on Alan Lazard. I, I, like what, I like the player he is. I think some injuries have caused him to not really put up the numbers that, that kind of would make you appreciate the quality of player he is. He's a, he's a solid football player. He does everything pretty well. And he works hard. He blocks great. And he's exactly what the Packers need. He's the perfect type of player, locker room guy, just the kind of guy you want on your football team. Now, is he a fantastic receiver? No. Is he a great athlete? Not really. But he's a good football player, and not everyone can be the freak athlete. So so I'm I'm standing pat on Alan Lazard. I like the player he is, but I don't expect too much more other than maybe him staying healthy a little more production because of it. So it's fit, safe to say that you thought I was going to bring up MVS then? Yes, that's that's the name of what I've been waiting for. Yeah, well, I think that MVS definitely has some big playability, and he's just inconsistent with the mistakes at times. But, uh, you know, as a wide receiver too, I think he's very, a very decent receiver, I guess. If you want See, to go into MVS, you if, can. If you're talking to me about MVS, I wouldn't necessarily consider him the Packers' number two receiver. I consider him more the number three. I think Lazard is more of the number two type receiver. Now, MVS, he's the deep threat. We know what he can do, and we know what he struggles with. And I, for a while, we, we it's no secret that a few off seasons in a row, I was buying a lot of stock on MVS. I thought he was really going to develop into much more than he's become. But the player he is for a fifth or sixth round pick could do a lot worse. He, he creates a different element for the offense with, with the ability to take the top off of a defense. Now, if Aaron Rodgers is no longer with the Packers, I think I'd be selling on, on MVS because I don't think he could really be much better than he was last year without Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Rodgers loves him. They have a solid connection even though Rodgers tends to overthrow him from time to time. With Jordan Love in there or somebody else, I think maybe we'd see a little dip in his numbers. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think without Aaron Rodgers, his numbers would definitely take a bit of a dip. Let's do a two-for-one here, because I I think I know what your answer is going to be on this one. Let's do the inside linebacker position. Both guys. 
Yeah, so I, I assume we're talking about um, Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin. Correct. Uh, it, I know all of Packers' Twitter burst up in the flames the other day when Ty Summers was taking the inside reps at inside linebacker one with the first team the other day. I don't think that will happen. I think Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin are the guys battling for that spot. Uh, Chris Barnes, solid player, uh, undrafted rookie last year. Does a lot of things just fine, not necessarily fantastic in any area. And there's Kamal Martin, who's a little bit more on, more of an opposite of Chris Barnes. Kamal Martin makes some makes some mistakes, and they can be pretty no, noticeable at times. But he also makes those splash plays. He make he goes sideline to sideline and has the athleticism. Where if it weren't for those knee injuries he had in college, I think he would have been a day day two pick probably. So the potential is there with Kamal Martin, but he needs some more work. He just hasn't been on the field enough because of the injuries. So I really look, I really look towards him to kind of be the guy. I hope that happens, but it's a lot. It'd be a lot safer to roll with Chris Barnes going forward. But I'd definitely be buying stock in Kamal Martin out of the, if I had to choose between the two. Those are really the main guys on my list, but I'll throw in a an extra one even though i don't really need to throw him in here because you're aj dylan i know you're gonna gush about him let's just hear it i would be definitely buying stock on aj dylan and i think he is going to be a unique element to this offense this year and i think it's going to allow them to use aaron jones in a lot of different ways i think we're going to see a lot of times where they're both on the field and aaron jones is going to be uh being set in motion and put outside in the slot. And they're going to use him a lot, like almost like a receiver and a gadget type player. And the idea of the Packers using both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon so often, it makes me pretty excited. But here's one thing that concerns me without Jamal Williams, who's now in Detroit, they don't have that safety net that he has been over the past few years. If one of these two running backs they've got goes down, that element's gone, and you don't really have any experience behind them. So that is a concern. We don't have three running backs I, I trust right now. So injuries can play a big role in how this receive, or how this running back room looks. But A.J. Dillon, he's going to be running over people this year, and teams are not going to want to tackle him in the frozen tundra. That is for sure. Yeah, I I definitely wouldn't want to tackle that guy in December and January. That's for sure. <laughs> but if there's an, if there's anyone else you want to give a shout out to or anything else, that pretty much wraps up my list. You can end uh, it there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out one guy who I thought would be on this list and was not, and it's Josiah DeGuara. It's the fullback, H back, tight end that the Packers drafted last year in round three, and it was a big uproar. I was very low on it. I knocked it. I said I, I hate the value of the pick. I thought it was absolutely full, foolish to draft that type of player that early. And after seeing him play in the little bit we did last year before he tore his ACL, he looks like a real unique weapon, and he looks like he fits perfectly in the mold of what Matt LaFleur wants to do. So stock right now on Josiah DeGuara is very low. So I would be buying on Josiah DeGuara. Even though I also bought on Sternberger, I think, I think De, DeGuara – might fall in favor with this coaching staff. I think he's the type of guy they really want to utilize. So that's that's a, a sneaky player who I think 
could be very useful this year that you could you could buy right now on a on a low price or a discount if you will. All right, there you go. There is your buy or sell player list. We'll probably be back within the next week or two when OTAs kind of pick up a little bit more. But until next time, we'll see you later. We'll be right back.